This episode of Blitzed is brought to you by Rip Curl's Mirage Activate Board Short. On sale today. This is Mick Fanning's secret weapon. The ultimate compression liner board short. Developed by the three-time world champ, Mick, he's that fucking good Fanning, and WSL co-medical director and sports medicine specialist, Dr. Tim Brown. The targeted technology within the board short helps you surf stronger for longer. It works by activating core surfing muscles to balance power, posture, and joint alignment. The firm yet flexible fit also offers rash protection, decreasing lactic acid buildup. This all amounts to board shorts that let you perform at a higher level and recover faster. I was struggling with tight hips and a little lower back stiffness, explains Fanning, about why he sought out the tech during his three times world title campaigns. I finally got my hands on a pair of the liners, put them on, went for a surf, and instantly it felt like someone had grabbed my butt cheeks and lifted them together and made them real perky. What that did was ease up on my whole back. The looseness that I felt in my mid and upper back, I went surfing and didn't have any stiffness whatsoever. Are you kidding me? Bodies that lift your butt cheeks and make them perky? Woo! Get me some of that gear. When you put these shorts on, it almost feels like someone has grabbed you from behind and given you a good old lift, continues Dr. Tim Brown. Really helps to align the body and it helps to make your body feel more powerful and in fact, it helps your performance the first time you put them on. Other technical features include hydrophobic quick dry coating, body mapping silicon grip, rash free fly mesh, a surf grip waistband, secure lock draw cord, aerotech outer shell, and recycled Mirage Pro fabric. Fucking get that in here. <laughs> ah, the shorts come with a 30 day performance guarantee where you can return them for a full refund or credit if you're not 100% stoked with how they work. Head to your closest Ripcurl store or board short stockist to try some on and feel the difference or check them out online. Ripcurl.com. <laughs> Get those perky cheats, tweet! The Ripcurl Mirage Activate is available for the first time ever today. And don't forget, you can sign up to Club Ripcurl while you're there. Ripcurl, mate, blitzed, ATS, Perky as a motherfucker up in here. Competition surfing. Rashes. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can't get enough. Please. Hey, that's what presents. Pure Tua Nerdism. Hello. How's your pie, Rich? <laughs> now is your pie, Vaughn? <laughs> My pie is rinsed clean, <laughs> old boy. Rinse clean. <laughs> oh, that's a blast from the past, the old How's Your Pie. Oh, what yeah. a sick movie. What a sick movie. You know, last time I saw Matty Jai, I just, I just texted you. I'm going to retell the story for listeners, but I was uh, surfing at Snapper, Bluebird Day, two, three foot, million pr- pricks out, as you can imagine. And this dude dropped in on Matty Jai, and he was huge. He was the most scariest-looking bikey, like, tatted up, roided out. Like, had a had a, uh, a Southern Cross tattoo on his entire back, you know, that vibe. Yep. And Matty Jai overtook him on a mid-length, and the bloke went absolutely off his banana at Matty Jai. And Matty Jai, just calm as a cucumber, just goes, 
mate, just go to the beach. Go to the beach and we'll sort it out there. Go on. In you go. And the dude knew he had just picked the wrong guy. <laughs> he was hey. terrified. He was dead set <laughs> terrified. And Manny didn't even raise his voice. You know, he's got that kind of really soft, gentle voice. Mate, I could <laughs> tell you the stories of the mischief that guy's got us into just with his bravado. But no, we love Jizzy. Jizzy made some damn good movies. Did he? And, and uh, I it, remember Enjoy the Ride, with, that Quicksilver movie. He made that with yeah, Cambo and yeah, Wilsey. Yeah. Yeah, with Cambo and, and Wilsey, and um, he obviously had something to do with that whole the uh, Cooley trio, mm. um, making them famous too. But no, I remember because Jazzy was kind of just starting out in the in the um, film or the video world back then, um, as I was sort of making the tour. And I remember he'd rap on my window in the morning at like six in the morning, I'd, come on, let's go film. And I'd be like, dude, I just want to sleep for a little while longer. And um, yeah, anyway, mate. But, you, you like Mr. Spiffy doesn't get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> or at least till ten a.m. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Actually, Three Degrees was another one of his uh, with Shagger yep. and far out, man. He's uh, he's a bit under underdone for uh, in terms of his contribution to Australian surf culture for sure. One hundred percent. And then he obviously, um, you know, had that connection with the crew at uh, Grinspoon. Uh, toured around with those guys for a while, made a movie about those guys. So mm. yeah, uh, he's a he's a it's a good dude, solid earth, heart of gold. And um, mate, if you were to go into a rumble, he's one of the guys that you'd want there with oh, him. Big time. After that, I just had a whole new. I was looking through different lens at Jazzy after that. But well, listen, mate, uh, got, let, let me introduce. <laughs> he's got forearms like Popeye as well. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> Mate, um, let me introduce you to our listeners uh, if they if they didn't catch it just from the tone of your voice and your WSL commentary. But uh, Richie Lovett, uh, Manly's finest. Gee whiz, mate. Where do you start? Junior <laughs> junior ACC champ at one stage, were you? Yep. ACC yep. champion. Yep. And then uh, did you win the QS as well? No, no, that's. That's, That's maybe a story for another time. I got second up there. Second. I was leading the whole year. Snake O pit me at the post. Yeah. At Cali Uber, actually. That's a good story. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, second on the queue. Uh, how many years on tour, mate? Like a long, ten long, years straight, Morno. Ten, ten years, years straight on the straight. on the World Championship tour, ASP. Uh, moved into other areas like uh, writing columns. Uh, for Waves magazine, amongst other things, but working for FCS. That's been a, a pretty long long uh relationship for you hasn't it yeah mate i've actually been involved with those guys pretty much since the company started i was one of the first guys they actually grinded the uh, set fins out of my board and put um put the plugs in and then i've, I've been attached to the company ever since and i was i sort of acted as a tour tour liaison there for a while during my last couple of years on tour and then I, when i got off tour i went and worked for them in a mm. In a uh, a number of different areas, but yeah, no, I'm still there, mate. Um, mate, and heavily oh, involved in their product and and marketing and all sorts of stuff. So, oh, yeah. mate, you you're a legend, and um, yeah, look, tsunami survivor, cancer survivor, shark encounter <laughs> survivor. I mean, mate, the world has honestly tried to take you out like nobody else, and you just keep on giving it back. Oh, uh, God. Hot tuna model, uh, that must have been some of the highlights of your entire career, and uh, we all know about the hot tuna shoots; they were just legendary, but. For the sake of this one, mate, um, it's former Hallieva champion and mm. winning the comp to qualify. So you are so qualified, <laughs> literally, to comment on things going on. Uh, you would have seen today Hallieva kicked off, surf was kind of pumping. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I wanted to, let's just start by 
by revisiting that event for you, the one that, you know, really set you up for, for the 10 years on tour? What, what was, mm-hmm. uh, what was the scenario as you were heading into Hawaii? And, um, cause it was, it was basically at the very, very start of a, of a pretty lean period for Australian surfing. Uh, or sorry, maybe on the tail end of one, there was sort of the momentum generation had completely dominated for a few years yeah. and you guys, you and snake and noodles in particular were, were ready to sort of lead that next charge. But where were you positioned and what was going on when you hit Hawaii that year? It, it wasn't good, mate, to be honest with you. I was in a, I was in a pretty dire position. We had just come off a, a pretty long and, and tiring leg. And, um, this was our second full year on the world qualifying series at the time. And, and Jake and noodles were in a pretty good place and they, they had done really well and they'd actually qualified before we even got to Hawaii. And I was struggling. I was dragging the chain a little bit and the thought of actually missing out on qualifying for the tour while those guys made it was something that was a huge motivational driver for me. So coming into Hawaii, I think I was way down. I can't, to be honest with you, can't remember where I was actually placed on the ratings, but it was way down there. Like I needed to win the event basically to, to make the tour for the next year and uh, got to Hawaii. We'd just come off a horror period through Brazil. I'd got the chicken pox. I couldn't compete. And we went to, it was a sneaky little three-star in Mexico, so I went there and I dragged Snake along with me and he was up for it. And then I, he had the chicken box there. I gave it to him, but I did okay. I got a quarters and that gave me a little sniff. It, it, it just basically gave me a shot coming into Hawaii. Mm. And um, so coming into that event, I, we were staying in Mark Fu's house, old house, just south of Wyoming Bay. And I was staying with Nathan and he was – he was my biggest advocate for the win. He was like, dude, you're actually going to do this. And I was going, mate, it's my like second or third year in Hawaii. It's my, you know, first proper crack at this calm. There's no way I'm going to make it. He goes, no, no, you're going to win this event. And I was like, okay. He's, he's, he's like, staunch his nudes sometimes, <laughs> eh? Like he, <laughs> when he makes up his mind about something, there's no black, there's no gray. It's just, it's either yes or no. And that's it. Yeah. And, and I felt like I needed something I felt like I needed to give myself a good, like either slap across the face or I needed something significant. So I shaved my head at that time and, you know, being somewhat of a, a, a pretty boy, you know, had oh, these golden locks. You were gorgeous, mate. I'm not going to lie. You were absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> so I went, you know what? I'm getting rid of it. Shaved the head, got angry. I, I needed some luck because I felt like I'd had some, a, a couple of years of some pretty shitty luck. So I started to draw these four leaf clovers on my board. So um, anyway, we, I came into Hawaii. I had a good quiver of boards with Carl Sharper. Um, Carl's one of the, you know, kind of underground, I guess, Hawaiian shapers. And I also had mm. a quiver of Greg Weber boards. I was running for Greg Weber at the time through insight. So, um, came into that event, got through the first couple of rounds and then it went into Thanksgiving and it was this, as normally happens in Hawaii, a huge Thanksgiving swell turned up. And I remember Nudes, myself, and Kai Fitzgerald went down to Haleiwa because we're like, let's get as much time out there as we can. And um, we rocked up, and it must have been 15 foot plus, like the verge of closing out between Avalanche and and Haleiwa. And we rocked up, beach was closed, and we saw this one like speck of a human way out there, and we're like, oh, God, we didn't ever think it was rideable. And it was Curran. Curran was out of there solo. 
And it was this trippy moment where we were like, oh, my God, like our heroes out there, It's we were all petrified. We were like, let's give it a go. Let's give it a crack. Mm. So we paddled out, and it was, my God, the scariest surf I'd ever been in, in to that point in my life, for sure. It was huge. And um, you know, I think we – I'll keep going with the story, and then we'll break down the wave early, mm. uh, later. But the, the, less, the rip that runs into that place is something that is – unique to that wave out of any other wave in the yeah because it drags you out to sea it's it's a rip that drags you is literally sea. pulling you like every fiber of your being you, you you know if you're once you're on that takeoff point it, you have to basically sweat like you're on a, a full treadmill at full pelt just the same position when, when it's big especially 100 percent. you never stop paddling you never sit on your board at hell either it is a constant movement out there constant paddle um, and a constant kind of jockey for position. But um, anyway, we went out there that day. I think I caught maybe one, two waves. Kai got three or four. Nudes got one, went straight in. You know, the lifeguard was like, you guys are on your own here. If you get in trouble, we're not saving you. And mm. we're like, yeah, it will be okay. But um, it was actually really good to do that because I'd gone out, like I'd, I'd sort of faced this, fear that i'd had of big waves at mm. the time I, and i went out there and that was the, like i said the biggest waves i'd been in in, in today and the and most angriest ocean so the next day when they called the comp on um it was still about 12 foot plus it was huge i was riding a 7-4 and i had jeff booth poncho and victor rebus i think in my heat oh. that was first heat of the main event and um, I mean, Boothie and Poncho, you, you're looking at guys who know how to surf juice. Yeah, and I was going, okay, well, at least I've maybe got a shot at Vicky here, mm. and I can maybe, you know, have maybe take one of the boys out. So I ended up, I ended up getting through that heat, um, and then I got on this dream run where every day I'd go down, and I'd get through another heat, and then the next thing I know, I was like into the quarters, and every day, Noodles was there going. You're going to win this heat. You're going to win this comp, man. You're going to do this. You're going to do it. And I, he, he almost brainwashed me to the point where I was like, okay, this is it. He's, he's right. I'm going to do it. Um, but this is what I wanted to know, Rich. Is like, for all these guys, you know, you've got you've got crew from you know Liam O'Brien who hasn't locked it in all the way down to like you know Sheldon Simkus and you know possibly Joel Vaughan. I think it goes down to like third, late thirties, early forties with that long shot potential. And it's yeah, crazy. like you get on a roll and you you can feel the momentum building, but by the surely by the time you're hitting the quarters, you're thinking, Oh shit, like your brain starts to get in the way and you know, as that as that screw starts to turn, how hard is it to just keep surfing with feel rather than mind? Well, you 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 hit the nail on the head because I went back to just focusing on the wave and I think the beauty of Halieva is that almost more so than any other wave in the world, Halley even makes you focus on the location and the wave more so than who you've got in the heat because it is really a challenge of the ocean and a challenge of that wave. Mm. It's all about being in the right position when the sets comes in. come in. If you're two metres the wrong way, you're out of position and yep. you're screwed. So, yep. you know, I, I, I somehow gelled with that wave from the very first time I surfed it. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. You know, I, I grew up, and this is a real weird analogy, but, you know, I grew up surfing right rip bowl, sand, you know, rip bowls on the, on the northern beaches of Sydney. But it was, I just imagined that they were rip bowls 
that Haliva was a rip bulb at on absolute steroids. Because yeah. it has that same kind of feel to it where there's this rip running through it. You've got to hold your position and the wave just cups out and you almost feel like you're going twice as fast as you actually are because there's so much water moving up the face. Mm. And I just clicked with that wave, man. And um, so, I, you know, I was thinking about myself and the performances rather than who I had in the heat. And then, um, yeah, just to kind of wrap that up, I, you know, I ended up in a, uh, in the final, I made it all the way to the final. I was like, Oh God, like I was so stoked just to make a, a final in Hawaii because I, you know, watched Tom Curran win it a couple of years before and I was going to now the hell am I in the same position where I've almost got a crack at winning this yeah. thing. And my, you know, my heroes have, I've been watching them do this for the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, ended up, ended up winning i rode a so the surf was solid the whole event um i rode a seven two all the way to the final and, um, yeah yeah ended up winning so that was mate it was like looking back on it now it was i was so laser focused on just what i was doing with that wave i hadn't i didn't care who was in the heat mm. and um mate it was just uh it was Oh, a mate, surreal given... moment, and, and when I and I and I hadn't drunk in a beer that year. I totally went off alcohol. I just went, committed myself to doing everything I could to make the tour. And um, you know that moment when I won, I was like, "Yes, I'm oh. on tour." And then G Land and Fiji and all these oh. crazy places. <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> giving me the biggest. Like, Woo-hoo! <laughs> oh, brother! Wow! And and just tell us a little bit about winning in Hawaii because this is something that not many people. Uh, from outside, you know, the surf world really understand. But winning in Hawaii is, A, not easy because every single Hawaiian is is in the events. They are, you know, they were really, really uh, accommodating to Hawaiian surfers in those years that you guys were in the QS and in the CTs there. So you had, uh, you know, you had specialists and hometown surfers at, at the three main breaks there, Haleiwa, Sunset and um, Pipeline. But... You know, winning over there, man, Tom Curran, for all that he achieved in his life, he's only got that Haliever win as, yeah. as his one Hawaiian win. And, you know, I remember Ronnie sort of talking to me about it once and just saying, mate, you should see Rich in Hawaii. Like, people still, like, are frothing because it's like you become a part of their folklore. It's a weird thing. And I, I felt very proud about winning that uh, event, um, especially so early as a rookie, you know. You know, I'd, I'd, I think I'd won the rookie Hawaiian rookie of the year, the year before. Um, and then I ended up winning that event and I, there was something, I don't know, man, there was something about Hawaii that just clicked for me. Um, you know, I was great friends with Johnny Schmuka and, and Sonny and, and all the boys. And it was just, um, you know, I never really focused on pipeline at all. Mm. You know, it was, it was really not my thing. Haliva was my wave. You know, when pipe was on, I'd be like, yeah, see you later. I'm heading to Haliva, you know? Um, and to get that win there was a huge confidence boost, not only for kind of bigger waves, but just as a belief, as a surfer, as a pro surfer, mm. you know, you've made it and you've, you've kind of ticked a huge box. Like if I never won a world title, if I never won a triple crown, at least I'd had a win in Hawaii. You know, that was yeah something you could kind of hang your hat on. For oh, it's massive, career. mate. It's and massive. And mate, that, the, the Halliever Trophy still has pride of place in my home. Yeah. You know, it's sitting right bang there in the corner. The things like 
you know, up to my waist. And right, right next to your uh, bottle of Rogaine. <laughs> right next to your bottle of Rogaine, eh? The hair regrowth stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I remember, like, because the next day, it was weird the next day too because it was like, you know, the you know what you know what the North Shore's like. It's like Chinese whispers just spread like wildfire, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, who the hell is this Richie Lover guy that just won the Hallie Everman? Because mm. I really, you know, I wasn't really on the scene, and um, well, I was only just starting. And then I, the next day, I was because I they gave me a wild card, so I <laughs> in the pipe, so I won Hallie Even. They went, okay, you can get in the pipe trials now, and I was like, oh shit, now I actually got to go surf pipe. <laughs> so I went out there, and Johnny Boy was out there, and I remember he was like, just you know, he, he used to just play with his hair and like sweep it back and he'd be like oh richie so you won hell either huh okay and i was like um yeah 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 he goes so you got into pipeline huh um and i was like yeah yeah he goes okay so don't get in my way okay and i was just like fuck man um that's all yeah, time, it was Johnny like boy. the word spread and um, a bit of quiet respect was, there though giving you a heads up like i mean um he was famous for just absolutely tearing limbs off people you know like uh he, you know. mate at the time at the time he was on a freaking tear man he mm. just like i didn't even look in his direction and he called me out and i was like oh shit here we go he's gonna send me in and he was like oh you know and so Respect, I, guess point, I guess to your point, there was like this layer of respect that kind of actually was bestowed upon me by winning it. That's, so I was very, I was very honored about that. So yeah. cool, man. Um, why can't the goofs get a fucking grip on this wave, man? I mean, I was watching the comp today and the goofs were actually dominating. They were getting big, big scores. And it seems like a wave that uh, any sort of dunny bowl, like, suits like a really critical backside turn because you can pull it way tighter um yeah, and sort of ride weird. on that foam ball but what what do you put that down to man like why have this have there just been none like is conan hayes the last goof to win it i think it's just, i think it so like mate. a million years ago yeah i think so not many have won there um you know tom carroll used to surf it really well um mick lowe used to surf it really well i mean baney a, made a final there too i think yeah, yeah, Louis Egan obviously surfed it real well. He made the final when I was in it. So um, there are some standouts for sure. And I was actually thinking, you know, who out of the field now? And I, my, my mind kind of goes to Chipper as maybe one who could who could do good there. Oh, come on, um, Chippo. Come on, Chippo, mate. I'd love to see him mm. do it. Um, but I, I think it comes back to that. It's not a straightforward wave where it's down the line. There's so like that water movement is different, so different to any other wave. Um, and when you're on your forehand, you really can judge what's going on. And then the bowl kind of, it has all these different moods and you've really got to understand the swell direction there too, because it, you know, in a West swell, it's perfect right off the top of the peak. It has this slow pace to it where you can just really, you know, take your time and, and really, you know, cut back into it and, mm. and get your turns going. But when there's a hint of North in it, it's all about, making sure that you get to that end section and picking the right ones with almost zero wall because they're the ones that turn out to have this perfect little bowl angle to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The ones that look like they're even a hint of close out, you're gone. Mm. Then, you know, those things just shut down. So, um, And then when it gets small, it's super tricky as well. So it's got so many different moves to it that wave and you've just got to spend time out there. And, you know, like I said before, I never spend a lot of time out of pipeline. I did shit out there, but I spend a 
ton of time out at Aliva and I, you know, made a couple of finals, won it. Mm. And it just comes down to understanding the wave. Mate, um, so, take us through it, Rich. Like uh, we've got on men's and women's side, uh, we've got full-blown Aliva specialists, uh, John John being the obvious one and probably Betty Lou, uh, Carissa being the, the two big standouts on the women's side. Like, do you see any bolters? Do you see anyone sort of troubling uh, like from out wide and getting in. Uh, I know Chippo, you know, we're all riding him hard. We've got the whip out. We're actually, we've we've got the whip out before the home straight and we're absolutely flogging him. But yeah, well, who, who do you like in, in the tail half of the draw there? Because I mean, someone like Morgan Siblick, for example, has such a good little style for that sort of style of wave. But then you've got, you know, Kalani Ball and your Geordie Lawlers and Joel Vaughan and Shelly Simkus and, People who just desperately need a result here and, and a, a, a big result could shoot them up. But is there anyone who you've got your eye on who, who could trouble them? Um, well, I mean, I'd, I'd, like I said, for the Goofies, I'd love to see Jacob really, really have a crack. I feel like he's been on the cusp of qualifying for so long and, and I feel like he's in a good headspace, just sort of chatting to him a little bit lately. Um Crosby is one I think who could be dangerous if the mm. swell hangs in there. Um, I think he lost know, that, today, dude. Oh, did he? Because I sorry, I, I was actually traveling all day. I was in a plane, so I missed. I kind of missed most of it. But um, I'll double check. Crosby got down. I'll have to double check. Don't quote me on that. I'll cut it out if I'm wrong. <laughs> you know who I really like too out there. Like I, I feel like Sammy Pupo. He's just that way. Really good man. Um, Jiao is another one, Brazilian guys. He's really good. Baron Mamiya from the local crew. I reckon he's, if he gets going, um, mm. could be super gnarly. Um, I guess out of our guy, look, you know, Morgan needs to bounce back. It's been a while, you know, he had that dream run, uh, on the tour and has been a little lackluster. I just don't feel like the surfing's been there, but I, you know, he, he's one that, I feel like Halley ever suits his surfing. Yeah. Actually, cool. Crosby is still going, mate. He's got uh, he's in heat 10 today when this will come out in the morning. So today, Crosby will be surfing against Maxime Houston, Dylan Moffat, and Chris Zaffer. So that's a pretty stacked oh, heat. Oh, that's a pretty stacked heat. Every heat is oh, bullshit at the moment. Mate, we've got all these kind of um, – you know, Aussie guys who can make it. And like you said, man, like when I, when the, when the WSL sent out the, okay, these three guys have made it, you know, Leo and, and, um, um, I forgot who else is, who's, uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, Leo, like, uh, Rio Arcal and, 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 Arcal, and Arcal, yeah. yeah. And then there's like, <laughs> there's so many, there's 20 dudes who can make it more, Yeah, you know, and that's just the beauty of this event. It's so exciting. And, you yeah. know, it's, um, Get out the paper and the and the pen and just start. Yeah. Crossing names well, out. I know uh, Kale Bell Warren's got his his um you know what is it? It's it's sort of like his moving, growing, evolving spreadsheet that that uh, updates every single heat. So that's uh really cool. But yeah, mate, look, let's let people get off the phone and, and rip in. But before we do, um, on the women's side, uh, there's really I think just the one Aussie girl in contention. That's Sophia McCulloch with Bronte and Nikki Van Dyke pulling out. I mean, she's a, she's a very, very clinical surfer. Really. I love watching her surf. Has she got enough sort of, is she too clinical for a wave like Hallie ever? She's got Dimity as well. Just looking at, mm. at, her, at her heat, Alyssa Spencer. 
Scott Dimity and uh, Mafalda Lopez as well. So it's oh. a pretty, well, pretty stacked team. That's a huge hit because um, Alyssa and Soph are probably, they're outside the bubble. So, I mean, both those women are going to be looking to, you know, make their dream come true and shatter the other one. I think if you can just take the pressure off in these situations, it's the hardest thing to do because as a surfer, you're so invested in this one moment that you're about to take on. You know, you're going into that event going, this is it. My whole career rides on this next heat. But if you can somehow eliminate that and Jedi mind trick yourself into just going, you know what, this is just another heat and I'm going to tackle this wave and and just take yourself out of that that mind web and just simplify it, then she could do it. I just... She, she's like, like the women doing such big turns though, Vaughn now. You know I know. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like uh, even when I think about Dimity on a forehand out there, like she can throw some buckets too, man. It's true. Like, but if anyone's got the demeanor, mate, it's Sophie. She is yeah, no, sure. ice cold. She is a killer. And I'm, uh, I'm backing her in. Rich, yeah, uh, no, who, who are you picking, mate? Well, Who's lifting the trophies at the end of this event? Oh, um, have you seen a forecast? I have. <laughs> Mate, I wish I had, but I haven't. <laughs> but I, I, I know haven't this well. Um, I, I think it's going to be hard to go past on the women's side some of the big names, the uh, like Carissa. Let's just go say that she's probably going to win it. Yeah. Um, and on the men's, I'm going to say an upset because it happens a lot. It, it actually happens a lot in the men's. We see it's almost like we see a couple of years where the, the usual suspects win and then you'll throw in this little wild card and you go, wow, that was so sick. They, mm. they came of age in this event. So um, let's, let's say Jacob's going to do it. For a, let's oh. see a goofy footer come in and qualify and lift Australia's hopes. Do the Mr. Spiffy. Do the Do Mr. The... Spiffy. Take the win to qualify. I love that, Rich. Yeah, mate. Let's oh, do it. brother. Look, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for your insights. And uh, wonderful to speak with you. And, uh, mate, love you. Love you, Sue Borno. See you, Rich. Talk to you soon. Bye, mate. Bye. Competition surfing. Rashies. This episode of Blitz was brought to you by the Rip Curl Mirage Activate. On sale today, ripcurl.com.